Good evening, everyone. This is Brother Brandon coming to you live from Fayetteville, Arkansas, with another Fishers of Men video broadcast. And it is good to be here this evening for our Tuesday night Bible study. And uh, tonight, we're going to be picking up where we left off. And uh, we're going to be picking up in verse 2. And um, we are going through the book of Matthew right now. And it's going to we're going to probably be in chapter 1 here for quite some time. I don't know when we're going to be done with this. Um, I was actually looking ahead, um, and uh, I, re I actually found out and realized all the, 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 the work that I did in the past with this, <coughs> that when I get to verse 6, um, that's going to be a whole other message on its own. Okay, so, you know, verse 6 is kind of one of those where it's just, that's going to be a whole video. Okay, so there's going to be a couple of those. Um, last week was one of them. Verse 6 is going to be another one of those. Um, but we're going to be in chapter 1 for quite some time. And I don't know when this is going to, we're, we're going to actually finish chapter 1. It's going to be, it, I mean, it's the way it looks right now, it could go on pretty much into New Year's, and uh, we'll still be in chapter one till uh, the beginning of next year. So, you pray for me on that, and pray that God would be glorified uh, through that. Okay, um, but uh, we're going to be picking up here in verse two, and uh, we're just going to kind of. <coughs> touch on some things we're gonna i've got scripture that we're gonna be going through and uh, we might get through verses uh, one through th two through two and three um i might even actually go even further than that and might just do like four and five as well but we'll see we'll kind of see how it goes okay um also just want to let you guys know as kind of an fyi and just to kind of a mark your calendars on January 2nd, I will be preaching. So, I will be preaching January 2nd. So, there will be no Sunday night broadcast. And I got to get back into doing that. Um, it's been a while since I did it. And I need to get back into it. So, you pray for me on that, okay? And uh, so, I need to get back into doing Sunday, Sunday night broadcasts. Um, but Tuesday is our Bible study night. So... We are doing Bible study tonight. Uh, I'm trying to see if I can adjust this without this thing falling down. And nah, I think we're going to leave it like that. Okay. So, <coughs> Jan uh, January 2nd, um, I'm going to be preaching. And uh, I think I already know what I'm going to be preaching on. I'm going to be preaching on new beginnings. So you pray for me on the, on the message of that. Um, also Christmas is coming up. I believe it's next week already. Um, let's see here. I just got to see something here. Christmas is, I believe it's actually next week. Yes. Next. So one week from this Saturday is going to be Christmas. Um, I will be doing a broadcast next week, okay? But next week, but that the Sunday the 26th, 
And that's Sunday the 2nd, obviously, obviously the 2nd, because I'll be preaching, Lord willing. And uh, the 26th, there will be no broadcasts, okay? The 26th is the day after Christmas, so I'm not going to really do a whole lot there. Um, so, Lord willing, we'll, I'll try to do a, a, a thing on the 19th, okay? So, Lord willing, I will do a video on the 19th. Um, Tuesday the 21st will be our Bible study, and then the 26th and the 2nd, there will be no video, okay? Because the second one, there will be a video that night when I preach, but that would replace the one, one I would normally do, okay? Um, but other than that, um, I'm, Tuesday is going to, next week, the Tuesday is going to be the only day that ever, that I do a video. And if I don't do one this Sunday, then this Tuesday would also be a, this week would be the only Tuesday that I do a video as well. So we'll, we'll play it by year, okay? So you pray for me. I'm still trying to figure things out and stuff like that because, you know, with work and everything. So be in prayer for me on that. Um, what else? I don't, I think that's all the announcements I have. And, um, yeah, I think that's all the announcements I have. So with without further ado, let's 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 get into our Bible study for tonight. <coughs> so if you have your Bibles, turn with me to Matthew chapter one. Matthew chapter one. We're still on Matthew one. Uh, going to be here for a while. Um, like I said, uh, when I get to verse six, that's going to be another whole message within itself. So um, six is going to be kind of a big a big one, okay? Because I got a lot to say on that one. Um, but these ones, I might just kind of put, kind of clump them together, okay? Uh, so, Lord willing, we'll get through chapters 2 and 3. We might even go through 4 and 5. We'll see. We'll kind of see where the Lord takes us, okay? So, we're still in chapter 1. And uh, we only got as far as verse 1 last week. Now, really quickly, let's recap here. So, for those of you that missed it... Um, you know, so for those of you that missed it, you know, I, I'm going to kind of recap. So really quickly, last week we talked about the son of David, the son of Abraham, okay? We talked about uh, how the son of David is the relationship and the correlation between Christ and the inheritance that he has to the, the throne of David. And then the son of Abraham is the relationship between Christ and the inheritance to the actual land of Israel, <clears throat> okay, and so that's what we discussed last week, and what I, I want to touch on a few things here as, as kind of a reminder. Um, we see here from verse 1 that that is proof that God is not done with Israel. Okay, so God is still going to go back to Israel, and verse 1 is proof of that. Okay, and here's why. We, we know the son of that the term son of David is explaining the relationship between Jesus and the throne of David okay because Jesus is going to inherit that throne and he's going to rule and reign okay that's that's his inheritance but we also see that the son of, that son of Abraham is the inheritance between Christ and the land the actual land of Israel well if you don't if Christ does not inherit the actual land of Israel, then where is the throne of David going to be if it's not 
actually on the not actually going to be on if there is no land where would the actual throne be if there is no land see you would have to have the land and you would have to have the throne on the land because eventually Christ when he comes back again he's going to rule and reign for a thousand years from Jerusalem which means that Christ is not done with Israel and if and if Christ, if Christ was done with Israel, that pretty much denies scripture. And also, also what you're doing and saying is that Christ is going to throw away his, throw, throw away his inheritance, which he will not. Okay? So, all these people that say, well, God's finished with Israel. No, he's not. God is not done with Israel. And you know this because Christ has that title, Son of David, as well as Son of Abraham. So I want to ex exhort you that if you haven't seen the first one, go back and watch the first one. I think you'll learn a lot from it, okay? <coughs> but I'm not going to go through that entire video. You just have to watch it. But we're going to go through here in verse 2. So this is so we're going to pick up here in verse 2. Um, but let's go back and reread first verse 1, okay? It says, the book of the generation of Jesus Christ, the son of David, the son of Abraham. Verse 2. Here's where we're going to be our, here's where we're going to be on tonight. Abraham begot Isaac, and Isaac begat Jacob, and Jacob begat Judas and his brethren. Okay. Now, couple things on verse 2. Okay. In Genesis chapter 21, verses 2 through 3, it says, For Sarah conceived and bare Abraham a son in his old age, at the set time of which God had spoken to him. And Abraham called the name of his son that was born unto him, whom Sarah bare to him, Isaac. In Romans chapter 9, verse 7, it says, Neither because they are the seed of Abraham are they all children, but in Isaac shall thy seed be called. Now, why is that? Because it was through Isaac, because Isaac had two sons. He had, um, let's see here, it wasn't Ishmael. It was Esau, and it was Jacob. Okay, and so it would be through Jacob that Israel would be born. Like, the beginning stages of that nation would be born with the twelve. And it would be through those twelve descendants that they would marry and populate. And it would just get bigger and bigger and bigger. But Isaac is the one that was called. And then when it got down to Esau and Jacob, okay, the younger Jacob was the one that God had called, not Esau. So, therefore, it is through Isaac's seed, Isaac, that the, the, the seed shall be called. Now, in Romans chapter 9, verse 9, it says, For this is the word of promise. At this time will I come, and Sarah shall have a son. The word begat <coughs> in the Greek, and forgive me because I don't know Greek, but the word begat in the Greek is ginao. 
It's G-E-N-N-A-O. When used of the father to beget or to engender, and when used of the mother, it means to bring forth into the world. <clears throat> but it has not the intermediate sense to conceive. In verses 2 through 16, it is translated beget and should be so in verses 16 and 20 also. Now, the verse that I mean, the verses I'm referring to are in Matthew. Okay, so 2 through 16. So going through the genealogy. So the ver um, and, and it also applies to 20 as well. That's what I'm saying. Now, the noun Genesis means birth. Okay, so we've got Jacob. Genesis uh, 25, 26. It says, and after that came his brother out and his hand took coal on Esau's heel and his name was called Jacob. And Isaac was three score years old when she bared them. Now, <clears throat> so we're starting to see here that Isaac begat Jacob. And this is what we see. And um, three score years old, I believe that would be... Uh, Isaac would have been like 60 years old at the point when his children were born. Okay, so that was Jacob. Now, <coughs> now you might say, okay, so now we talked about Jacob. Now we're talking about Judas. Now you might say, well, like, is that is that like like the same as Judas Iscariot? No, Judas is Judah. <clears throat> okay, so Judas is Judah. Remember that. So Abraham begot Isaac. Isaac begot Jacob. Jacob begot Judah. Which is where Jesus comes from. Because remember. This genealogy, this is the genealogy of Christ. And he came from Judah. Okay. Now, in Genesis 29, verse 35, And she conceived again and bare a son. And she said, Now will I praise the Lord. Therefore she called his name Judah and left bearing. In Genesis 49, 10, the scepter shall not depart from Judah, nor a lawgiver from between his feet until Shiloh come. And unto him shall the gathering of the people be. Until Shiloh come. You know that word Shiloh, the S is capitalized, which means it has a deity significance. So who do you think that's talking about? Shiloh is Jesus Christ. Shiloh is Jesus Christ. Amen. Now, the promise was restricted to the house of Judah 
and not extended to the whole house of Abraham or of Isaac. So what, what I'm saying here is it started with Abraham, then it trickled down to Isaac, then it trickled down to Jacob, but then that, after Jacob, that promise was restricted, means that it narrowed itself down to Judah. Because Judah is where Jesus comes from. Jesus comes from the tribe of Judah. Okay? Why? Because who is Jesus? Jesus Christ is the line of the tribe of Judah. So therefore, it is out of the house of Judah that Christ comes out of. He does not come out of Levi. He comes out of Judah. <coughs> now, um, some more scriptural references before we, before we move on. Um, let's see here. So we see here in, in uh, twenty-five in Genesis twenty-five nineteen, and these are the generations of Isaac, Abraham's son. Abraham begat Isaac. Um, Numbers chapter one verse twenty-six are the children of Judah by their generations after their families, by the house of their fathers according to the number of the names, from twenty years old and upward, all that were able to go forth to war. And of course, we had the first verse, Matthew 1, 1, the book of the generation of Jesus Christ, the son of David, the son of Abraham. And then we have verse 3, which we are going to segue into. It says, and Judas, meaning in Judah, and Judas begot Pharetz and Zarah of Thamar, and Pharetz begot Esrom, and Esrom begot Adam. <coughs> So with that, let's go to verse 3. Let's talk about verse 3. Okay. Um, something about Perez and Sarah was that they were both twins. Okay. Um, Genesis chapter 38. Genesis 38, verses 29 to 30. And it came to pass as he drew back his hand, that behold, his brother came out. And she said, How hast thou broken forth? This breach be upon thee. Therefore his name was called Pharetz. And afterward came out his brother, that had the scarlet thread upon his hand. And his name was called Zarah. Now, I want you to pay attention about, I want you to pay attention to something, okay? Isn't it interesting that when Zara was born, he had a scarlet thread upon his hand? Do you guys know what that scarlet thread is? This is what it is. The scarlet thread represents or is a picture of the blood of Jesus Christ. And you know what? You see that scarlet thread go all over the place in the Old Testament. We won't go through uh, every single occurrence of that. But we do see something like this in the book of Joshua. If I can find it. 
<clears throat> and um, Joshua chapter Joshua chapter two. Okay. And uh, let's start Joshua chapter two verse. Let's start in verse twenty. <clears throat> it says, "And if thou honor this our business, then we will quit. We will be quit of thine oath which thou hast made us to swear." And she said, "According unto your words, so be it." And she sent them away, and they departed. And she bound the scarlet line in the window. And they went. And came onto the mountain and abode there three days until the pursuers were returned. And the pursuers sought them throughout all the land, but found them not. Remember, when I see the blood, I will pass over you. That scarlet thread represents the blood of Jesus Christ. And when Jericho fell, that scarlet thread hang on that doorpost of Rahab's house. And Rahab and her whole family were saved. Amen. And so this scarlet thread represents the blood of Christ. And you see it all throughout the Old Testament and to the New Testament. Amen. Now, you have Thamar. <coughs> Turn with me to Genesis 38. Genesis 38. Genesis 38, verses 11 through 30. Well, actually, we won't. Uh, actually, you know what? It is actually a pretty lengthy one, okay? But Tamar, um, well, actually, let's read some of it. We won't read all of it. Then said Judah to Tamar, his daughter-in-law, Remain a widow at thy father's house till Shelah, my son, be grown. For he said, lest peradventure he die also, as his brother did. Brother, uh, brethren did. And Tamar went and dwelt, into, dwelt in her father's house. And in the process of time, the daughter of Shua, Judah's wife, died. And Judah was comforted and went up onto his sheep shears to Timnath. He and his friend Hurrah, the Adulamite. And it was told Tamar, saying, Behold, thy father-in-law goeth up to Timnath to shear his sheep. And she put her widow's garments off from her and covered her with a veil and wrapped herself and sat in an open place, which is by the way of, to Timnath. For she, was, she saw that Shelah was grown. And she was not given unto him to wife. When Judah saw her, he thought her to be a harlot, because she had covered her face. Okay, so Tamar was Judah's daughter-in-law. And he thought that his daughter-in-law was a harlot. And he went into her, and she conceived. Okay. 
<clears throat> but you know what's so unique is that God had God had used that for the good. And Tamar is actually the first of four women in this genealogy. In the genealogy that we're going through, Tamar is the first one that's mentioned. So God put Tamar in the genealogy of Jesus Christ. Now, the other three is Rahab the harlot, Matthew 1, 5. You got Ruth, Matthew 1, 5. And you've got Bathsheba, Matthew 1, 6. So, the four women that were, the four women <coughs> that are in the genealogy is Tamar, Rahab, Ruth, and Bathsheba. Four. Now, we need to make a note of the intro version. We have Hebrew, Gentile, Gentile, Hebrew. This is because it is showing the condescension of Christ and taking our nature. Esrom and Hebrew, it is Hezron. Okay, so if I have this right, so we got Tamar as a Hebrew. Rahab and Ruth were both Gentiles and Bathsheba was a Hebrew. Okay, so we have two Gentiles and two Hebrews. Rahab and Ruth are Gentiles. Bathsheba and Tamar are Hebrew. Oh, Rahab and Ruth are Gentiles, and Tamar and Bathsheba are Hebrews. Okay, Esrom and Hebrew is Hezron. Okay, now in 1 Chronicles chapter 2, verses 4 through 5. It says, And Tamar, his daughter-in-law, bare him Peretz and Zerar. All the sons of Judah were five, the sons of Peretz, Hezron, and Hamal. Aram, in Hebrew, is Ram. Okay? Aram, in Hebrew, is Ram. In Ruth, chapter 4, verse 19, it says, And Hezron begot Ram, and Ram begot Amenadab. Okay? In First Chronicles chapter 2, verse 11, it says, Nashon begot Sal Salma, and Salma begot Boaz. Think about that. Boaz, the Hebrew kinsman, redeemer, marries who? Ruth, a Gentile bride. That is a picture of what Christ is to us. Christ is our Hebrew Redeemer, kinsman Redeemer. And the church, and we, the church, are the Gentile bride. There we go. That's pretty cool, isn't it? <coughs> now, 
cross-referencing some scripture before we move on. Uh, Ruth chapter 4, verse 18. It says, Now these are the generations of Fedetz. Fedetz begat Hezron. In 1 Chronicles uh, 2, 1. These are the sons of Israel. Reuben, Simeon, Levi, and Judah, Issachar, and Zebulun. Now remember... Israel is Jacob. Jacob had a name change. And typically, when you see a name change in the Bible, typically it means it's talking about salvation. Think about that. When we go home to be with the Lord, we will have a white stone with a, white, with a new name written on that stone. Jacob had a name change. God changed his name to Israel. Amen? Now, in Matthew, and in verse 2, Abraham begat Isaac, and Isaac begat Jacob, and Jacob begat Judas and his brethren. Okay? In Luke chapter 3, verse 33, which was the son of Amminadab, which was the son of Aram, which was the son of Isram, which was the son of Fedetz, which was the son of Judah. Okay? Now, um, I for for sorry about that for a second. I thought I, I almost was like, was lost to where I was. <laughs> now I remember. So now, with that said, let's continue on and let's segue into verse four. In verse 4, it says, And Amram begat Aminadab, and Aminadab begat Nason, and Nason begat Salmon. Okay. Let's go to 4. I think we'll probably do 4 and 5 and call it quits after 5, okay? Because 4 is not that, not that long. So, just some notes on verse 4. Aminadab is mentioned. Okay, in Ruth chapter 4, verse 19, it says, And Hezron begot Ram, and Ram begot Amenadab. In 1 Chronicles chapter 2, verse 10, it says, And Ram begot Amenadab, and Amenadab begot Nashon, prince of the children of Judah. So you see, there's a connection. You've got Abraham begot Isaac, Isaac begot Jacob, Jacob begot Judah. So you see, it's going from Abraham, and it's starting to narrow in on Judah. Because, remember, Judah is where Christ stems from. And so now, since we're in Judah, now we're following and going to follow that line up to Christ. Okay? <laughs> now... Um, so, and Ram begat Amenadab, and Amenadab begat Nason, prince of the children of Judah. Nason, or Nashon. Okay, Ruth chapter 4, verse 20. And Amenadab begat Nashon, and Nashon begat Salmon. Okay, now, in Exodus chapter 6, verse 23. And Aaron took him, Elishiab, Elishiabah, daughter of Amenadab, sister of Nason, to wife. And she bare him Nadab and Abihu, 
Eliezer, and Ithamar. <clears throat> Salmon, or Salem, Salem or, or Salmon, okay, S-A-L-M-O-N. Now, in Luke chapter 3, verse 32, it says, Which was the son of Jesse, which was the son of Obed, which was the son of Booz, which is Boaz, which it was the son of Salmon, which was the son of Nasun. So now we're starting to almost start narrowing in to, to Jesse and Obed and all them that lead into David. Okay? And Matthew, and again here, um, actually we'll say Matthew 1 5 here in a little minute, in just a minute. Um, <clears throat> actually, no, we'll, we'll get into Matthew, Matthew 1 5. Okay, so we see that that eventually leads into verse 5. Okay, and Salmon begat Booz of Rechab, and Booz begat Obed of Ruth, and Obed begat Jesse. And Jesse is the father of David. So again, we're starting to see that we went from Abraham, we closed, we went through Isaac, we went through Jacob or Israel, and then we narrowed right down into Judah. Then we took Judah and started narrowing it down even more. And uh, we were starting to see kind of it going now through David. And so this is what I was talking about, that the son of David, okay? Son of David, son of Abraham. We, we talked, we went through Abraham. Now we're going to start zeroing, zeroing in on the lineage of David. But we won't get to David tonight. That's going to be next week. So you guys stay tuned for that, okay? <clears throat> so verse 5. And then we'll call it a night. We'll call it uh, done after we get through verse 5. Because verse 6 is going to be a whole message in itself. And I don't have time tonight to go through the entire... I mean, I've got a lot of stuff on verse 6. So verse 6 is going to be a message alone. Okay. But here in, in verse 5. Okay. Chapter 1, verse 5. It says, And Salmon begat Booz, which is Boaz, of Rechab. And Booz begat Obed of Ruth, and Obed begat Jesse. So, again, we're starting to zero in. Again, we're starting to narrow down even more into David's lineage. Okay? Now, uh, Salmon, or Salma, and then Boaz, or Booz. Booz is Boaz. Salmon is Salma. Okay? Um... Ruth, chapter 4, verse 21. He says, And Salmon begat Boaz, and Boaz begat Obed. And First Chronicles, chapter 2, verse 12. And Boaz begat Obed, and Obed begat Jesse. We need to take a look at something here. And I want to just kind of repeat something that I just said earlier. <clears throat> Boaz is a type of Jesus Christ. Why? Because he is a kinsman redeemer. 
Um, we also see that Boaz had a Gentile wife that he had purchased, that he purchased, and we also see that Jesus Christ has a Gentile bride, which is the church in which he had purchased, purchased as well. So Boaz and Ruth are a type and picture of the relationship that we have with Christ. Christ is our kinsman redeemer. He is that Hebrew husband that we have. We, the church, are, are Gentiles. We are Gentiles. We are a Gentile bride. The church is a Gentile bride. And Christ purchased us just as Boaz purchased Ruth. And go read the book of Ruth for the whole story on that. And we won't read the whole book because it's... It's, it's not a long book, but just, we just don't have the time to go through all that tonight. But you see the parallel there. Okay? Now, Ruth chapter 4, verse 9 through 10, it says, And Boaz said unto the elders and unto all the people, Ye are witnesses this day that I have bought all that was Amalek's and all that was Kilon's and Malone's of the hand of Naomi. Moreover, Ruth the Moabitess, the wife of Malone, have I purchased to be my wife, to raise up the name of the dead upon his inheritance, that the name of the dead be not cut off from among his brethren and from the gate of this place. Ye are witnesses this day. In Acts chapter 20, verse 28, it says, Take heed therefore unto yourselves and to all the flock, over the which the Holy Ghost hath made you overseers to feed the church of God, which he hath purchased with what? His own blood. 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 20. It says, For you are bought with a price. Therefore glorify God in your bodies and in your spirit, which are God's. 1 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 23. You are bought with a price. Be not ye the servants of men. Rahab, or Rahab, okay? <clears throat> Rahab the harlot. Joshua chapter 2, verse 1. And Joshua the son of Nun sent out of Shittim two men to spy secretly, say, saying, Go view the land of, of Jericho. And they went and came into a harlot's house named Rahab and lodged there. In Joshua chapter 6, verse 25. And Joshua saved Rahab the harlot alive and her father's house, and all that she had. And she dwelleth in Israel, even unto the, this day, because she hid the messengers which Joshua sent to spy out Jericho. Now Rahab was married to Salmon in the line of the Messiah. Okay, Matthew 1.5. Let's go back and let's review that verse. It says, and Salmon begat Boaz or Boaz of Rahab, and Boaz begat Obed of Ruth, and Obed begat Jesse. Okay, Obed of Ruth. Ruth chapter four verse twenty one, and it says, and Salmon begat Boaz, and Boaz begat Obed. And First Chronicles chapter two verse twelve, it says, and Boaz begat Obed. And Obed begat Jesse. The interesting thing about Ruth 
was that she is the second woman mentioned in the genealogy of Jesus Christ, and she was a Gentile woman who marries a Hebrew man, Boaz. Okay? Remember, we have Tamar. We have Ruth. Or no, we have um, Tamar. We have... I, I think I made a mistake on that one. Um, Tamar. Rahab and Ruth. It's actually, um, I think it's either, I think it's the third person mentioned. I could be wrong. Um, let's see. Tamar was the first. Rahab was the second. And Ruth was the third. So she was the third one. I'm sorry. I, I made a mistake on that one. That was, she's the third woman mentioned. Ruth and Rahab were both Gentile women. And we're going to cover the fourth one next week. Okay. So she is the third woman mentioned in the genealogy of Jesus Christ. And she was a Gentile woman who marries a Hebrew man, Boaz. I won't get too much into that because we already we already have discussed that. And Ruth chapter 4 verse 13. So Boaz took Ruth and she was his wife. And when he had went in unto her, the Lord gave her conception and she bare a son. Now we get to Jesse. And Ruth chapter 4 verse 22. And Obed begat Jesse and Jesse begat David. So as you see... We're starting to nearly narrow it down into the lineage of David. Henceforth, we started with Abraham, and now we're narrowing it down into David. So can you guys kind of, kind of see the son of David, the son of Abraham? Okay, I hope, hopefully this makes sense. I know I'm reading a lot. Um, it's a lot to comprehend and take in because we're going through the genealogies. But we'll go through, I'll go through it again here towards just in a few minutes just to kind of wrap everything up, okay? <clears throat> so, we see here, we see Jesse. So, we have uh, Ruth, um, so, Ruth 4.22 again, and Obed begat Jesse, and Jesse begat David. Now, in First Chronicles 2.12, it says, Boaz begat Obed, and Obed begat Jesse. And Jesse is the father of David. And we see here in Matthew 1, 4, And Aram begat Aminadab, Aminadab begat Nason, and Nason begat Salmon. And we also see here in, in Luke chapter 3, verse 32, Which was the son of Jesse, which was the son of Obed, which was the son of Boaz, which is Boaz, which was the son of Salmon, which was the son of Nason. Okay, so with that said, we're getting really close into narrowing it down right into David's lineage. And David the king, okay, we're going to be getting into him next week. But let's, let's read verse 6 and then we'll close. It says, And Jesse begat David the king, and David the king begat Solomon of Hur, 
that had been the wife of Urias. <clears throat> Next week, we're going to mention why Bathsheba, I'm going to mention to you why I think Bathsheba was not mentioned by name. But she's still mentioned, but she's not mentioned by name. It's just the wife of Urias, which is Uriah, the Hittite, okay? So we're going to talk about that next week. So I want you guys to stay tuned because, again, verse 6 is going to be a whole message within itself. And so next week we're going to get into verse 6, and we're staying in verse 6. We're not going anywhere else. But praise the Lord, we were eight, we were I thought I thought I would only be able to get to verses two and three, and we praise the Lord, we got farther than that. So we got through verses two through five. But next week we'll be getting into, into King David. So with that said, I want to kind of wrap up tonight by rereading what we've just been through so far. Okay? And I want you to really carefully look at how it starts and how we start to narrow it down to David. Okay, so starting in verse 1, Matthew chapter 1, verse 1. The book of the generation of Jesus Christ, the son of David, the son of Abraham. Abraham begat Isaac, and Isaac begat Jacob, and Jacob begat Judas and his brethren. Remember, Judas is not Judas Iscariot, and it's not one of the twelve apostles. Okay, Judas is Judah. Remember that. Jacob begat Judas and his brethren. And Judas begat Fedetz and Zara of Tamar. And Fedetz begat Esrom. And Esrom begat Aram. Now remember, Tamar was the daughter-in-law to who? Judah. So we see Abraham. We see Isaac. We see Jacob. We see Judah. It narrows it down to Judah. And then we see even more that it narrows down to Tamar. And remember, Tamar was a was a, a Hebrew woman. The first woman mentioned that God puts in the genealogy of Jesus Christ. Okay? And Zara of Tamar, and Fedetz begot Esrom, and Esrom begot Aram. And Aram begot Aminadab, and Aminadab begot Nason, and Nason begot Salmon, and Salmon begot Booz of Rahab. Okay, Rahab. That's the second woman mentioned. Rahab was a harlot. She is a what? A Gentile woman. And Booz begot. Obed of Ruth. Again, we see Ruth mentioned, the third one that's mentioned, the third woman mentioned in the genealogy of Christ. And Obed begot Jesse. Okay. And Jesse begot David the king, and David the king begot Solomon of her, which was who? Bathsheba. That's the fourth woman mentioned. Not by name, but she's still referenced. The fourth woman referenced in the genealogy of Christ. David the king, and David the king begat Solomon of her that had been the that had been the wife of Urias. 
So, that's all I got. We will cover verse 6 next week. And uh, I hope this makes sense. I know we're going through a lot of genealogy stuff. But I can kind of tell that the Lord's kind of having me fixated on this because this is very important. And it's more so important to see that from the standpoint of the son of David, the son of Abraham. Amen. So I hope this is making sense to you. I hope you're getting something out of it. And like I said, next week, we will be getting into, we will get into um, David and Solomon. And we'll get into uh, that lineage. Okay. But we're only going to be in verse 6. We're not going to go into verse 7 next week. We're only going to be stuck in verse 6. Because like verse 1, there's so much stuff in verse 6 that we need to cover. Like I said, this is going to be a... I, I don't know how long it's going to take me to get through chapter 1. Because we have a lot of stuff in here to cover. And... Um, <clears throat> Next week, like I said, it'll be verse six, and there's 25 verses in here. So this is this. It's gonna we're gonna be a little bit before we get into um, chapter two. I don't I don't think I'm I'm projecting that we probably won't get into chapter two till next year um, in 2022. Okay, so you bear with me. Uh, you pray for me. You pray for the ministry. You pray that God would take these videos that. My prayer is that Christ will be glorified in all these videos. Amen. I want people to come to know Christ. I want people to get saved. And my desire is that people will take this and learn from it and even share it with others. Amen. So anyways, guys, that's all I got tonight. Um, I love you guys. You guys are so great. Um, I like what Pastor Mike says. He says, you guys are the reason why I do what I do. And ain't that true for every preacher and, and everyone who listens in? Listen, you guys are the reason why I do what I do. Why? So that you can be exhorted, uplifted, encouraged, corrected, uh, fed, you know, and, you know, just, it's just, you, I hope this, this is an encouragement to you. Amen. So, anyways, um, like I said, um, Lord willing, we'll try to do a video uh, on Sunday. Next Tuesday, remember, next Tuesday will be the only day that I will do a video. Um, Christmas is next Saturday, so I won't do any video on that on the 26th. Um, also, New Year's is coming up two weeks from Saturday. So, you know, that would be good. Uh, entering into a new year. Um, and remember January 2nd, I will be preaching. So, um, no video that evening either. Okay. So I love you guys. God bless you. You guys have a blessed evening and, uh, we'll see you all later. God bless you guys. See ya. Love ya.